At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. This is show 100. And if you retweeted this pod, you could win a 100-day subscription to VSIN, the sports betting network. I know, I know, I know some people there. I got a connection. Uh, it's also 100 days to... UCLA and USC kicking off their football seasons, at least as of Thursday. So lots of 100s going around. And again, whether it's your first time listening or you've heard all 100 shows, first of all, if you've heard all 100, perhaps take a stroll, perhaps get out a little bit. No, but thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I just have so many people to thank. Um, But they're playing the music, so we have to start the show. In today's show, MLB Friday preview, the Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Uh, 6.40 p.m. Pacific time here. And then also on Friday, Blue Jays at the Angels, 6.40 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Also, WNBA with a great guest today, Danny Barlavi, WNBA writer for Winsider and content creator. We'll preview the two Friday games and the two Saturday games. LA Sparks are in action again on Friday at the Indiana Fever. Where else? They've had two home games so far. These guys have just been road warriors. Uh, And... Frankly, the WNBA has been looking up. 11-4-1 and one for me in the last 10 days, up five units. We love it. But before we get into all of that good stuff, first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bat River Sportsbook. So the Dodgers right now still minus 265 to win the NL West. Not the best value there, perhaps, because that NL West is actually sort of stacked. Plus 220 to win the National League. 
and plus 475 to win the World Series. Nothing that juicy there. They are in action against the Diamondbacks on Friday, of course. They just beat them up pretty good on Thursday. Uh, but as of time of recording, still haven't put up lines for that one just yet. I would imagine that the Dodgers are going to be heavily favored here again. Uh, but we'll get more into that game in just a little bit. Angels, plus 205 to win the AL West. 9-1 to to win the AL and 20-1 to to win the World Series. Uh, Friday, 6.40 p.m. Pacific Time, Blue Jays at Angels. Pretty much a coin flip. At most spots, minus 110 on either side. But at Bet Rivers, Angels minus 106 money line. Save yourself four pennies uh, if you like the Angels in this game. Run line for the Blue Jays, minus one and a half, of course, plus 150. And then the Angels, plus one and a half on the run line, minus 190. Total, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Must be in for a good pitching matchup. Also, we have some WNBA action going on. As I mentioned, the Sparks right now still pretty long shots to win the championship, sitting around 30 to 1. Some interesting ones to point out, too, as far as the MVP category, just because Danny Barlavi, when we recorded our interview that you'll hear later on in the show, uh, the odds, uh, we talked about a couple of these MVP odds that he thought might be worth a look, so I wanted to give these out at the top of the show. And also, when we recorded, we didn't have lines for Friday's game yet, but I have to say we did a pretty good job of guessing what they would be, uh, so now I have some lines for you. Candace Parker to win MVP was one that Danny points out. He'll expand on that, of course, when we hear it later, but that's at 12-1 to 1 on Bat Rivers. I don't hate that, and we all know that with MVP awards that there are humans voting on that, and humans love a good story. And wouldn't Candace Parker's storyline just be... Yes, absolutely. So uh, also Elena Deladon coming back really for the first time since 2019. She's 14 to one. The problem being she's missing a couple games, whether it's, you know, load management or dealing with her health or not traveling as much. So and in fact, I believe she's missing the upcoming game that we're going to discuss. But 14 to one on EDD as well. And as I said, the LA Sparks in action at the Fever. They're laying six points on Friday, so Sparks minus six at the Fever, total 163 and a half. And then for fun, the other Friday game, New York Liberty at the Seattle Storm. We said this had to be double digits, and in fact, I think Danny said if it got up to this, then maybe he would look to go back on the Liberty, but definitely not the more interesting game to me The Sparks and the Fever is. Storm laying 13, hosting the Liberty. Total 159. The Liberty, I believe, are on a five or six now, five game losing streak. I think they're one in five. Uh, really, really tough time for them right now. Just lost to the Lynx, which was the other team that that was really at the bottom of the league. So looking to get back on track, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against a team like the Seattle Storm. As for the NFL, the Rams 11 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Chargers 16 1 to win the Super Bowl. Football is right around the corner. You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. Let's get into the MLB. Dodgers, Friday, 6.40 p.m. Pacific time. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. I feel like I've talked about this matchup 8 million bajillion times this season because these two teams have played that many times already. Uh, and the first time they played, honestly, it didn't go that well for the Dodgers, and that was at the Diamondbacks. So I think some people were expecting to see that again, but Thursday night uh, proved them wrong. The Dodgers won 14-1 to Thursday. They scored those 14 runs on just 24 hits. What? 
that and it's you know what and it's not crazy and it's the kind of excellence that we come to expect from our LA sports teams uh they're five and two on their current 10 game road trip by the way and they've won 10 of their last 12 games including a four game series sweep over the Diamondbacks when they hosted them May 16th through the 18th so Things are looking good in Dodgerland. There was a little stutter, if you will, a little st- uh, stumble with, oh, what's the pitching situation? Oh, Kershaw, this, that. But it looks like their offense has gotten hot just at the most opportune time, is it? It's not really a playoffs would be. But the Diamondbacks uh, have also bounced back recently. They were on a six-game losing streak. They won five of their last six games leading up to Thursday, but then lost to the Dodgers. So perhaps they're headed for another losing streak. I hope so. Uh, as for the mound here, uh, Ryan Pepiot, right-handed pitcher. He's only pitched seven innings this season with the Dodgers, uh, an earned run average of 3.86 and a whip of 1.57. So his last and only outing, or maybe it was his second. Yeah, he had two outings uh, this season. But his last one was versus the Diamondbacks on May 17th, a game that the Dodgers did end up winning by one. Again, this is right around the time there was some pitching turmoil going on. He did allow two hits, three earned runs, including one home run. So maybe what we're expecting from a little bit less experienced pitcher here. But overall, Dodgers pitchers have been killing it. They've allowed an average exit velocity of just 86 miles per hour this season on 196 balls in play, which is the best in the MLB. So overall, Dodgers pitching staff, very much up to snuff. On the other side here, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, Before I proceed... I literally had to go down a Reddit hole to try to understand why so many people, like, if I say this man's name, like, the the hairs on the back of their neck just stand up, and they're like, oh my god, I just want to see him lose. And I've literally heard people say that. Um, if anyone can fill me in as to why, and, like, the only thing I really found is people like, we don't like him as a person. And I'm like, okay, well, there's <laughs> a couple people I could say about that in the world of sports. But here we are, poor Madison. <laughs> Should I even give him any pity? Uh... He uh, has been inconsistent lately. In his last start against the Cubs, he went seven innings, which nice, went nice and deep. Uh, but he gave up five hits and four runs. In the two games before that, he allowed two, or excuse me, three runs and then two earned runs. So a little inconsistent, even though kind of a nice start for him to the season. And now he has to go up against his Dodgers offense again that's averaging more than six and a half runs per game. In their last 12 games, they've scored the most runs in the league all season, and especially, by the way, in the last 30 days, uh, and also have scored nine or more runs in three of their last four. There was that 1-0 game that they lost to the Nationals. Okay, yeah. But nine or more runs in three of their last four. Plus, no team gets on base better than LA. They have a league-best 332 on base percentage this season. Uh, The Dodgers... Just get it done. And when they do, they get it done by more than one more often than not. They're 27 and 17 ATS this season. I don't know if you would say ATS here. It's not really a spread, a run line. Of the Dodgers, 29 wins, 26 have been by at least two runs. So we've said it on this show many times before. In case you missed it, in case you're new, Dodgers run line just tends to be better value. Depends on how you look at value, of course. Then the money line, if you want to bet them right? Um, There was a little, again, hiccup where there was a couple games in a row where they were winning by one run, and that was really unfortunate. But more often than not, they're going to get this done by more than one run, as we saw on Thursday night, 14 to one. Um, Arizona, by the way, is four and four ATS in their eight games against the Dodgers this season. 
I, don't, I think don't overthink it. It's Dodgers run line or nothing. And frankly, nothing is totally fine. You don't have to bet every game. Uh, given that LA will have Pepiot on the mound, that's not somebody that inspires confidence in me the way that maybe a Walker Bueller would or say a Clayton Kershaw. The totals have gone over in 12 of the Dodgers' last 20 games at home. I don't think of the Dodgers as an ovary type of team, but the way their offense is playing right now certainly seems like it. We could be in for another high-scoring affair if they keep that up. Um, But of course, something to consider too that I thought, what a great moment. Always look for the best way to bet something, right? So for example, Thursday night, I decided I'm going to bet on some baseball because there was only one WNBA game and I, you know, bet it live, cashed it, and just was still looking for some action. Um, So I went in on first five over five for the Dodgers and Diamondbacks game, and it was at minus 120. So this is great because it cashed in the second inning, really. The Dodgers scored six runs through the top of the second. So I'm just cruising. That's great. Minus 120, no big deal. Not a ton of juice. But I did see one of the clips that VEASAN posted from a great show from a great host, Gil Alexander. Uh, his show, I believe, a numbers game on VEASAN with one of his great guests, Paul Sporer, who's incredible baseball better. Uh, he bet the Dodgers team total over six and a half at plus 140, and that cashed by the sixth inning. So he got plus 140. I got minus 120. Uh, I got to check out after the top of the second. <laughs> so if that's what you're looking to do. But just always look for best ways to bet things um, because there's always multiple ways to do it, which is interesting. And you almost get better value when you kind of peruse around the menu Uh, as for the angels also in action friday night blue jays and angels this is actually gil alexander's team of canada um the blue jays minus 110 like i said at the top and the angels minus 106 on the money line at bet rivers and the total for this one seven and a half so if we go back to thursday night what happened to showtime uh bad vlad guerrero jr pulled shohei's high curveball down the left field line home run uh man bad vlad even like his top rival for last season's al mvp award too just to add you know insult to injury but a few innings later the blue jays also had their first win over otani uh six to three was the final score on that one it was interesting because they pointed out that otani's velocity was down his fastball spin rate was down i'm not going to give you the rpms but it was just a little bit down especially what he averaged coming into the season and the jays put nine balls in play with eggs velocities over 93 miles per hour which is like "Mm, that's what you want the blue jays got six hits against them and three, and their three-run third was the only uh, third multi-run inning allowed this season by Otani. So, really off his game. If you like saw any of the previews for this game or listened to anything, I think that you would probably have bet on Shohei Otani, understandably so, because we've been talking about how stellar of a player it is to to watch him do both sides of you know the hitting and the pitching, but how he's really been establishing himself in the pitching this year and that's why maybe he's more of a Cy Young candidate even though he's the number one choice in the MVP odds as well uh but this was this was not expected honestly and then Ryu on the other side of the mound retired Mike Trout three times and this is the kind of info that I would like to have found for you guys before the game but now we know it moving forward uh so Mike Trout three-time AL MVP 0 for 13 against Ryu his worst mark against any pitcher he's faced at least 10 times just cannot cannot deal with the Ryu uh that's what happened on Thursday a little unexpected in my opinion and now 
on the mound on Friday, Chase Silseth, again, similar to the Dodgers, like not an experienced pitcher here, right-handed pitcher, one and one this season, 2.61 ERA, 1.06 whip. He's pitched over just over 10 innings this season, allowing seven hits. Not shabby. And most recently, he took the loss during Friday's 4-2 loss um, to the A's. He allowed three runs on six hits and two walks with six strikeouts in four innings. We like that. Uh, The Toronto offense was really surprising also in that game, even though, again, Vlad kind of showed signs of heating up, if you will, leading up to this game. But if you look at overall, the Jays seem to have really struggled at the plate. They're 25th in scoring and 21st in batting average, and not to mention the colossal issue they have of leaving guys stranded on base. So I'm expecting that to kind of continue, if you will. I'm not expecting to continue what we saw in that 6-3 to win, um, even though it was against like the Angels' you know, best pitcher. Uh, Alec Manoa on the mound for the Jays, right-handed pitcher here, five and one. This guy's information is impressive. He's five and one, one point six two ERA, point eight eight WHIP. Anything under one, stellar. Uh, he'll be pitching on his one-year anniversary uh, of his major league debut for the Blue Jays, so it's very sentimental. Uh, he's also pitched fifty innings this season with only nine earned runs. And in four of his last five, one earned run or less. Hasn't allowed more than two in a game yet. And he's averaging 7.74 strikeouts per nine innings. So the total being seven and a half, maybe that makes sense. Uh, Also, if you're not expecting the Angels offense to be the Angels offense that we've come to know and love so far this season, they're second in on-base percentage and home runs. They're top 10 in scoring and batting average. And yet... Uh, like I mentioned, Mike Trout actually, I think, went back-to-back no no hits for the first time in a while in these games. Um, if you expect the Angels' offense to bounce back, they've scored four or more runs in eight of their last 11. Angels' team total over three and a half at Bat Rivers, minus 117. Uh, you could just bet the money line, too, by the way, uh, which is sitting at minus 106. <clears throat> Find the best value. But just if you are thinking that their offense is going to bounce back in some way. But it's just hard because they didn't score more than three runs in their last two. And we're not really sure what's going on there. Uh, If you do think the Blue Jays are going to get this done, you could bet them to score first and win at plus 148. I don't hate that against a less experienced pitcher from the Angels. Um, If you really want to back the Halos to score first and win, plus 215. Or you could just keep it simple and bet a money line for this game. My goodness. Uh, That might be the way to play this. Coming up, WNBA LA action sparks at fever on Friday, plus three other games to look at with our guest, Danny Barlavi, who is a WNBA writer and content creator. This is the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. 
Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm still Danielle Avari and still very excited to welcome in our guest, Danny Barlavi, who writes uh, about the Chicago sky for Windsider and is also a WNBA content creator. Danny, how are we doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. So, Danny, you know what we're going to talk about, WNBA games here. Now, unfortunately, at the time of our recording, we don't have the odds up just yet for this game. That just makes it more fun for us because we can try to guess what the lines are going to be. So, I'm going to start with the first Friday game, Sparks, Fever. What are your thoughts? Uh, So, I I will say before going into this, the Fever, I have to hand it to them, coming off a very promising close game against the Sky uh, but, you know, after um, the news about head coach Marion Stanley getting replaced in the middle of this week, um, I see the team, you know, going forward. I think this will be a good change for them overall going forward. Uh, but the timing is a little bit, you know, chaotic. We saw last season uh, what these midseason ch- coaching changes can bring to a team like Atlanta. Um, and I think that we'll see something similar here with um, – you know, a bit of regression, a bit of disorder on the court, um, especially for a younger team like the Fever. I just think that it's going to be a bit of a growing pain in this game and over their next couple of games. Uh, so obviously, as you said, we don't have the um, we don't have the spread in front of us or anything because it hasn't been made by the lines makers yet. But I, I you know, I, I honestly like the Sparks to cover anywhere up to like. 8.5, 9.5. Um, I can see this being set a little bit lower than that, which would be great. But between that disorder and, uh, you know, just adjustments being made by Indiana and also the Sparks look great in their last game. Um, you know, Were first you surprised time, I think, to see that I was Wednesday? surprised. I, I was yeah. a little surprised. I didn't end up betting a side for this. I went Mercury Moneyline live because I thought they, they could pull this out. Um but I was surprised to see the Sparks kind of show up at home. That was only their second home game of the season. Yeah, and first home win. Um, but yeah, they look great. I mean, Liz and NECA hitting 20 points of the same game is certainly extremely encouraging. I wasn't sure going into the season about their fit together. Uh, I'm still not convinced, but at least this shows that when it works, it works. Uh, and I think that that'll work out very well against the Fever. I mean, the Fever have the worst post defense in the league right now. Uh, they're allowing, Worse than the Liberty? Like, yeah, they. I, I have the stats in front of me. Let me uh, get the actual numbers. Um, yeah, because the Liberty defense has been leaving uh, a lot to be desired, especially as it pertains oh, 100%. to the Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, according to WNBA.com, uh, on their advanced stats, uh, the FIFA are letting up 41.3 points in the paint per game. Liberty nice. letting up 37. Um, there it is. But yeah, uh, the Sparks are more dependent on scoring through the paint than any other team in the league right now. They're, I think, 49.5% of their points come from the paint. Um, shout out so this is, yeah, shout out Liz, <laughs> shout out NECA. Uh, so yeah, this is a good spot for them to really, I think, like, you know, as we said, uh, surprise us and put, a, put themselves in a class completely separate from teams like the Fever um, and be a little bit more the team that I think some people were hoping they would be going into the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like the Sparks to win this by 10 or more. I just like between that matchup and, um, you know, that kind of growing pain kind of narrative, I just see this for the Sparks. Yeah. Uh, what would you bet this up to? And do you think the the Sparks playing on the road so much has been to their benefit at this point because they've, they've just kind of adjusted to having to play so many on the road? 
Yeah, I I do think that that kind of duress and, like, you know, just kind of putting your feet to the fire that early in the season, like, it's kind of, you know, like training with weights and then, you know, feeling much faster after you take them off. That kind of idea, once you're at home, that relief uh, and just that experience they have will really shine even in a game like this against the Fever. At, it is in, in, in Indiana, right? Yeah, it is. I thought so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do really think that road experience will come to their aid here. How long do you think Indiana is going to be affected by this coaching change? Because they kind of showed bright spots this season. Everybody I hear talking yeah, about the Fever talk about them as the fun team to watch. They are like kind of like a league pass team uh, now. It's like they have all these fun rookies. They have like Emily Exler, Henny. They have Melissa Smith. Um, so they are fun to watch. But I do think it says a lot about just this franchise that like we're talking about a good, exciting start for the for the season to them and they've won a single game i mm-hmm. think two two maybe i think maybe two? two i thought the sparks and them both had yeah two they took one against the lynx yeah yeah they took one against the lynx as well i was thinking that liberty game uh but yeah i mean i don't see them making the point postseason at this point of the year oh. unless i think it's carlos knox uh is the assistant stepping up turns out to be like this very genius that really unlocked this roster um but yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, I think that with the young core, with this moving towards a coaching change, the future is bright for Indiana for the first time since I've started the league. Oh, okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so uh, Sparks Fever, I also think that this could be kind of an ovary type game. I don't think that these yeah. Sparks are... Yeah, are particularly strong at defense. They looked strong the other night because the Mercury were absolutely so terrible. Um, so I think we could, we're could we going to probably see a high total here, but it might even be worth something like a first half over. Yeah, I can definitely see a first half over for this. I mean, these are two of the bottom four teams in the league in defensive rating. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't seen each other this year. Um, yeah, I think that that first half, they're going to be figuring each other out and letting themselves out of each other get a lot of early looks. So I want to move on to the later game as well on Friday, which I am nervous about for the New York Liberty at the Seattle Storm. uh, Yeah. Pacific looks like start here. Uh, The Liberty, as we know, did not get off to the best start of the season. Uh, And I think they're now on how many games lost now? It seems it's (laughs) uh, one in five. Oh, in a row. It's uh, yeah. The last five, they won their first against Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, so could not get it done against the Lynx on Tuesday, unfortunately, mm-hmm. after their week off. But they, they came back almost more injured, it seems like, after their week off. So uh, now they have to go up against Sue Bird and, and Brianna Stewart. It just looks like this is has spelling to be like a double-digit line, I'm imagining. Yeah, I could, see this, I could see this opening around like 12.5, even closing as high as like 15, which if it got that high, I would probably just say at that point you know fade um but yeah i mean in those lower tens and if it if we are lucky enough to see it open at like 9.5 or anything i do heavily lean on the storm i mean this this game has blowout written all over it to me like as you've (laughs) talked about the liberty have really struggled this year uh they're known to really depend on three-pointers and they're at the bottom of the league in three-point percentage right now um, I don't see them changing their stripes with that. Um, yeah, I, I pretty firmly expect this to be kind of a situation where the Storm make a couple of, you know, 
go on a little run early. The Liberty try to get into a shootout, but just cannot keep up with the shot making. Um, and also, the, the Liberty you know, just played Tuesday, and the Storm haven't played since last Friday, so yeah, a they little have bit a more rest off. for the Storm. Yeah. And of course, that gets into like the rest or rust argument. Maybe the Liberty mm -hmm. won't be able to throw the first punch, keep it a yeah. little bit closer for the first half, but full game. Uh, it's hard for me to see a situation where the storm went by less than 10. Yeah. Well, it's Even been tough because a 13. lot of these, yeah, these spreads have been huge. Like we know the Connecticut sun spread mm -hmm. has been at least 13 and a half, both times they played the fever and I covered one of the times, but not the first time. And so I have trouble with these teams, especially like the Liberty who love to shoot three pointers because they're worth more than two. And mm -hmm. then we have these double digit spreads because they could make a little bit of noise even towards the end of the game. Um, so it's hard for me to lay 10, 13, but then you see a team like the Aces who can easily cover 10 all the time. The Storm are kind yeah. of up in that stratosphere as well. Um, so like you said, if it's like 9, maybe it's worth a venture on the Storm. I mean, uh, yeah, getting higher than that, it kind of just gets into coin flip territory. You know, this Liberty <laughs> this Liberty team lives and dies by the 3, mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of just depends on what the Knights like. I, I'm more... In this game specifically, I'm more uh, tempted to lean on Thale, you know, kind of get into their heads, get into trying to chuck them up, and that'll slow them down. Right. So between the two Friday games, which one would you rather have action on? I'd rather have action on that um, Sparks game. I just, yeah. the temptation to fade a, a franchise like the Fever in the middle of a coaching change with how young they are, with their reputation... It's too tempting. Yeah, I agree with you. As soon as I saw the coaching change, I was like, put the lines up. Put the lines yeah, up, please. Put them up now. <laughs> um, but Saturday, we have two games as well. So Aces and Sky should be a really interesting one. I'm excited to a, see this, especially. Right? Yeah. Just It should be a really fun game, betting aside. Like, I'm just excited to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm almost like, should I not have action on this so it doesn't take away from it? But obviously the Chicago Sky, the defending champs, and then the Ace is doing what they're doing right now, just completely yeah. obliterating everybody by multiple points every game. It doesn't seem like the Aces really have a weakness this year. Um, and the Sky, I have trouble with sometimes because I felt like they definitely had some people join them a little bit late. Ali Quigley didn't start mm -hmm. right away. Kalia Copper just got back from Spain. But now they're at this full strength and they know they have to get up for this game. So what do you think we'll see? The Aces are so high scoring, but the Sky's defense is so impeccable. So high scoring, low scoring, where do you think this is going? I I have trouble with that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it really does feel like, again, just a coin toss on that total. Um, this game is the one where I was, you know, I sat down to try to look at it without lines, and it's just so hard to call. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping for a high-scoring game. I have to say, selfishly, I just, you know, want to see these teams who really, you know, have this history going back to the 2019 playoffs. Um, uh, I want to see them really go at each other. But at the same time, you know, they know each other very well, um, you know, especially these cores. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we'll see the Aces break 90 for sure. Um, yeah. It's hard to... Yeah, I mean, the, I... They've done that in almost every game this season. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I do think at the end of the day, it'll be more high scoring. Um, yeah, I, I just, with the intensity going into this game narratively, it feels like it should be.
Yeah, I almost am interested in something like an Aces first half. I think that the Aces yeah. offense is more powerful than the Skies, so I could see them taking Agreed. the lead. Yeah, and I could see the Skies defense locking them down maybe a little bit more when we come out of the half, but I'd be interested to look at Aces first half, possibly if it's playable, if it's not too out of control. Um, mm -hmm. If you had to pick who's going to win it, who do you like in this one? I think that it, like if the spread is close and if the money line is like, close to um even you know it's not going to be even but if it's close-ish yeah uh i have to put my money on the aces yeah but, like the they, they've just been the way they've been playing this might be one of the only opportunities to get them like at a spread but no below like nine mm -hmm. uh and like one of the only opportunities to get them at a money line like 150 or better um or minus 150 or better i mean yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Sky offer them a lot more challenges than a lot of other teams, but it says a lot that, like, uh, I think the Sky are third in points per game and the Aces are first, and the mm -hmm. Aces are scoring, like, nine more points per game than, than the Sky are. Right. Um, they're playing, you know, at an offensive rate that is just unmatched in this league right now, and I don't see them slowing down anytime soon, especially yeah. not in a rivalry game. Um so yeah, as I said before, I mean, it's it's just pretty hard to call without seeing the spread. Like, if it is, as I said, like... I have to imagine um, it's favoring the Aces, even though they're it, on the road. I, I do think the Aces will be the favorite. Um, if they're not, and if you can get the Aces at, at plus money, put your house on it, but... <laughs> put your house on it. We don't do that. We don't do that. No, we don't do that. I will <laughs> cut that out. Put a reasonable bet. Put maybe two units on Gamble it. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Gamble responsibly. Uh, but yeah, I I do think that Chicago will still find things to make things interesting. I don't see this yeah. being like, a, you know, I don't see the Aces taking this by like 15 points or anything. Um, yeah, that that's my thing is that I kind of feel like I, I bet Aces like, if the spread is like 6.5 or below and Sky if it's like over 8.5, which I don't see happening. Yeah. Well, and yeah. my thing is with the Aces, because they're playing so well, even back to last year, they're rated so high that sometimes I think the spread gets out of control. So it's hard to bet on them before the game. And the Agreed. total also gets out of control where it's like so high that you're like, it could go over that, but it's almost right there. So then I'm like, well, can I bet this live? Very rarely do you get an opportunity to bet live on the Aces, in my opinion. It's, it doesn't come around often because they just come out and they dominate from the beginning. But yeah, that margin just grows. Yeah, but I think it was in the game versus the Mystics that I was able to go back in and get them to get them live. And so um, there are opportunities, and I think it would be against the other top-tier, stronger teams, and the Sky are one of those teams. So mm -hmm. if I can't get a good number on the Aces pre, I might see if the Sky can keep it close through the first quarter, even into the second half, and then maybe get a good number on them. Uh, but I do think we're going to see a high-scoring game here, even with that Chicago defense factored in. Totally agreed. I mean, and I agree. This is definitely just one to watch on a live bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just see who makes who throws that first punch, see who makes that first run and react. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, the other game going on is the Mystics and the Sun. This is a good mm -hmm. Saturday lineup. Uh, so 4 p.m. Pacific time for that one on Saturday. The Mystics are my team right now that, I mean, you could have got a good number on them. I think you could have got them at 20 to 1, but a week ago, and now it's down to 10 yeah. to 1 at most spots. Yeah, yes. I, I I did grab them at twenty to one. <laughs> I felt very good at it about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still like. I, I think I saw them at like 
plus 850 on um, FanDuel for a championship future. I still like that figure, honestly. Yeah, that still feels still has them at 10 to 1. Dan- oh, well, if you can grab that, I would say grab that. <laughs> because, I mean, they've been playing like one of the top three or four teams in the league so far. Yeah, um, absolutely. But- and now they're facing the Sun, who are always my statistics team. They, they rate really well in every category, but they don't always deliver. They look great on paper always. They're second in offensive and defensive rating right now, which I think mm-hmm. is very Connecticut. Um, just so <laughs> them to be second in both. Um, for this game, I do lean Sun um, just because the Mystics are not traveling with Atlanta Daladon. Mm. That swings it for me. Um, and obviously we've seen uh, in other games that like they have other great offensive pieces that they could run through. Natasha Cloud still has it. Um, but just with the sheer volume of talent that Connecticut has, you know, any top tier team missing a piece is going to look worse next to them if they are, they are at full strength. What do you think? I mean, I, so the sun will probably be favored there at home. No Alina Deladon for the mystics. Mm-hmm. How many points do you think the sun will have to lay in this? I would take them up to like. I, I, I see it still opening pretty Five close. Five and a half? Six and a half? I would take them up to seven and a half. I mean, like, okay. that is, like, pushing it at this point. That, like, you know, Mystics still have a lot of good pieces. But yeah. um, I, I think that Kurt is going to really lay on the sun to make a, make a statement in this game. Uh, you know, you do, it's a bad look to keep a game close with the other team's star missing. Um. But yeah, on the other hand, if, if the if say on a live bet, uh, the spread swung like up to the teens, like to thirteen point five, fourteen point five, I might be tempted to buy back in on the Mystics. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, as I was saying, like just on a top four team, gimme. Yeah, even without their star, there's just so much there. I mean, Coach T is still one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, um, but straight up, just going into it. It's hard for me to see um, Washington winning this game without Elena. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Jonquel does her Jonquel things, then that's going to be really exactly. tough for them. And also the Sun at home. It's interesting. I don't think home court advantage has played a huge factor into these games up to this point. Um, and I think that's going to probably continue. Um, so we'll see. But Mystics 10-1 to 1 on Bet Rivers right now to win it all. The Sun are 4-1. to 1. Odds out of the mix. Who do you like to win it all right now? It seems like there's an obvious answer. Okay, yeah, if odds are out of the mix, it's the aces. It's um, the aces. I mean, like, that's why they're they, plus 225. They've been, <laughs> they've, they've been tremendous. And that's why I said if odds are out of the mix, because, you know, that is yeah. not a great bet for a future. Um, I was kind of hoping that... I was honestly kind of hoping that we'd see them start a little bit slower, getting used to the new coach and Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. and I'd be able to, like, buy in at, like, you know, somewhere above 400, 350, something like that. Um... But yeah, I mean, if we're taking it just in a vacuum, the Aces have looked like the best team in the WNBA, absolutely. On both ends okay. of the floor. Okay, two more two more questions before we let you go. Uh, I want to ask you if you have any early, very early MVP candidates in mind, but before that, any long shots for teams here? Because obviously the Aces are at the top of the board. Is there anybody who's like 10 or longer? We know we pointed out the Mystics. Yeah. Um... The Mercury are eight to one here. Uh, Storm That's, five to one. The Mercury are all. I, I I'm honestly even just reticent to talk about the Mercury in a betting sense with everything going on with them. <laughs> because you the Mercury know? is actually in retrograde right now. 
Yeah, that is a very good way to put it. But yeah, I mean, just like with like Brittany still missing, unfortunately, yeah. and with all the with possible tension between Skylar and Diana, if that is a real thing. And Diana the other night, Wednesday, was she there? Was she participating? I mean, that, that was. I, I saw someone describe it as a sleepwalking offensive performance, yep. and like that is like it, it felt like she was playing through a dream of of a game she played ten years ago. Like, yeah, you know, she was taking shots that maybe she could have made with less effort then. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was sad. So yeah, <laughs> the Mercury are, are there's just a lot of dysfunction for me going on with them right now to not want to yeah. place anything. If you had told me before the season, or I guess. If you had told me in January that I would be able to get Phoenix at plus 1,000, I would have, you know. When they had BG. Exactly. When they had BG, when they were coming off the finals. But it's been rough, and it's not their fault, you know? Yeah. It's it's hard to blame anyone. Yeah, new coach, uh, a a teammate is literally in prison. That's It's horrible. Yeah, Um, I know it. Uh, Mystics 10 to 1 to me is the best long shot. Yeah, that's the best long shot. I mean, like... Atlanta plus six thousand is like fun, mm-hmm. it, you know. Ryan has looked Ryan has looked incredible. Um, yes, but they're not they're not winning the championship. No, eighty to one though. It's <laughs> an option. Um, yeah. MVPs. Speaking of Ryan, she's looked incredible. Any MVPs that stand out to you, or even Rookie of the Year? Any of the awards? Um, well, Jackie Young for Most Improved Player for sure uh, is the is has been like the. Like, usually at this point in the season, just a couple of weeks in, I, I would just say, like, oh, well, these are all just for fun. You know, I, they don't mean anything. Jackie Young is probably going to win that award. She probably already has a lockdown, I feel like. Wow. I mean, like, if you look at just, like, the side-by-sides jumping up from, like, I think seven point something points per game up to, like, 19 point... I, I let me look at what she's actually averaging before I make this argument. <laughs> But like upwards near twenty points for sure. Yeah, no, she's she's one of the top scorers in the WNBA right now. But and yeah. and like she, I've kind of been like waiting for the other shoe to drop and for her to like regress to the mean. And at this point in the season, like the Aces have played a a good chunk of the games that they're going to play. She is a focal point of their of their uh, system on both ends of the floor, and like. Yeah, and like to you know to score with that volume next to Asia Wilson is incredible. Yeah, nineteen point three is what she's averaging. Asia is averaging fifteen point eight. Yeah, incredible. You know she's been amazing. Um, In terms of MVP, I mean like Aces are the best team. Asia is still the best player on it. Um, I'm sure that her scoring averages will peak up a little bit more as the season goes on. other than that, I mean, I would be surprised to see John Quell repeat just because it's very hard to repeat in this league. Mm-hmm. And also she's playing the role she was playing uh, with more, you know, offensive um, pieces that the Sun have added and added back in. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace Parker is an interesting option if the sky continue to float up. I it's mean, like, it's her, it's her last season. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of like, I was looking at this same kind of narrative argument with Sylvia Fowles before the season, but mm-hmm. obviously Minnesota has looked how they've looked, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Poor like, Sylvia. Candace has, you know, Candace had that triple-double the other night. She's looked pretty consistently amazing. 
uh, all around with her shooting, her playmaking. She's looked as good as she's ever looked, honestly. Um, obviously, on offense. Um, so, yeah, if, if Chicago is able to, like, maneuver into um, one or two seed, I can definitely see her at least getting a good wave of votes. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's good. And I, I'm excited to keep watching how everybody progresses because, again, we're only a couple weeks into the season. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to have you back on as well. Danny Barlavi, oh, where can back. people find your work? <laughs> uh, I am at DBL Fluidity on Twitter. Um, and then, of course, at Winsider, uh, Winsider.com. Uh, I'm also doing some betting picks on the Winsider Patreon every once in a while. Uh, so subscribe to that. I think it's only like it's pretty cheap. I, I don't want to put out a figure, but it's, it's a I mean, fairly inflation, cheap but it's cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Danny. And thank you yeah. to you all for listening to the Los Angeles City Cast. Remember, new shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That means I will be back on Monday with more LA action right here on the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.